probably gone through times and places in our lives where we just maybe we get hurt things don't happen we get disappointed whatever and we just say well all right I believe in God but I don't believe he wants to really do anything God wants to do amazing things in our life God has he's all powerful but you know the thing what he wants us to do is he wants us to believe him what does it mean to believe Dana and I were, uh, the other day we were sitting talking, and, and obviously she's been through things just like you have and just like I have. She's been through so many things, and I've watched her navigate through stuff, and I've watched her believe God when everything said, forget about it, just like you have done, just like I have done. But I've watched her, and the, thing, and the word that come, came to me in that conversation was Fight. How do we fight with our faith? How do we fight to believe God when everything is telling us, nah, you know what, it'll be okay, or if it isn't, you're still going to go to heaven. How do you fight with your faith? That's a good question. See, some people say, oh, I don't want to fight. You fought to be born. You fought to, to draw your first breath of air. You fight all the time. You fight through depression and discouragement. You fight through tendencies to want to walk away from things that you need to stay planted in. We all fight. But to fight with our faith is another thing. Jesus made a lot of comments about faith through the Gospels. And he talked about, you know, oh, ye of little faith. Oh, you know, dead faith. Talks about in James having dead faith. Talks about, I've not seen such great faith, Jesus said, uh, about the centurion. So faith has a condition. Believing has a condition. My question is, is what condition is your believing and my believing? And we've got to look at it. I believe that God wants to do amazing things, but it requires us to not just be of mental assent. It's got to be something in our heart. We've been talking about faith. It's got to be in our heart. It just can't be in our head. It's a fight. Believing God, we're not fighting with God. We're fighting through things that say quit, give up. It's too hard. God didn't mean that for you. Romans chapter 10, and I want to point at a couple of specific things. How we receive from God, how we move forward, it applies to you. It's not for the super spiritual. It's not for those that have been to Bible college. It's not for people who are, uh, you know, maybe they're a genius level. It just applies to good old boys and good old people like us. But sometimes being smart in the natural makes us really, really foolish in spiritual things because we have to figure it out. But let's just, believing is believing God no matter what. I'm going to read down through here, beginning in verse 1. Dear brothers and sisters, this is Paul writing. He says, dear brothers and sisters, the longing of my heart and my prayer to God is for the people of Israel to be saved. That's his whole goal. That's the reason Paul did what he did. He suffered the things that he did was because he wanted people, his people, the Jews, the Israelites to be saved. He says, I know what enthusiasm they have for God. But it is misdirected zeal. In other words, they, they're excited about something, but they don't know how to go about walking it out. They just they're rule, they were rule keepers. If we think that believing God is keeping rules, then we will never receive anything from God. 
Because it's not about just keeping rules. Let's just have a relationship with God. See, this is what he says. He says, the, the reason why these people uh, are, are not being saved, he says, I know their enthusiasm uh, that they have for God, but it's misdirected zeal. They don't understand God's way. Everybody say God's way. God has a way, and it's not a way that seems right unto a man. To, to quote a, a, one, of the, one of the Proverbs, there's a way that seems right unto a man, but the end thereof is destruction. He says that, that they don't understand God's way. He says they don't understand God's way of making people right with himself. Okay? Just hang on there a second. Think about that. There's people that don't understand because what they do is they say, well, we've got to keep the rules, right? It's not about keeping rules. It's about having faith in a God. And when we have faith, it changes our life. When we believe God, when we believe God from here, inside in the core of our being, it changes us. It changes how we live. It changes how we see life. It changes us. It's easier to keep rules. It just is. It's easier to keep rules. Because I can keep score real good. I know when you break a rule. Yeah, well, well I, know why it's not, I, know why you're, I know why that's not working in your life. You broke a rule. That's not how we get right with God. Now, this is talking about salvation, but I believe this is also talking about receiving anything and everything from God. He said... Refusing to accept God's way, they cling to their own way of getting right by God by trying to keep the law, keeping the rules. Verse 4, for Christ has already accomplished the purpose for which the law was given. Remember when he was on the cross and Jesus is hanging there and he asks for water and he says, John, take care of my mother. He says like seven things. But the last thing he says at the very end was, it is finished. What is finished? The need for you and for you and for you and for every person in this room to keep the rules in order to be right with God. Faith helps us to understand the heart of God. That's how we get saved. That's how we get our sin forgiven. And that's how he calls us to live. I, I believe that God touches our heart. He shapes us. He softens our heart so that he speaks to us when we believe him, when we trust him. And his word begins to come alive in us. That's what believing is. We live according to what he says. He says, let me pick it back up here in verse 4. For Christ has already accomplished the purpose for which the law was given. As a result, all who believe in him are made right with God. All who, what? Keep the rules, right? And, and stop stealing and stop lying, right? Those are the ones that get, no, that's not what it says. I'm telling you that when we get God's word in our heart, when we begin to believe God cares for us and loves us and we have this relationship, something changes inside and you don't have to strain and struggle. But when we have this heart that believes God and believes that God speaks to us, let me tell you what happens. We begin to see more clearly. We begin to walk in such a way. Our life changes. And some of us, we've been doing this. I'm not making it sound like, oh, we haven't ever done this. We've been doing this. There's some of us that have stopped believing for things in our lives that we know God wants us to have. We believe, well, we, we think, but believing has become so strained. It's like, I, I just, I don't, I don't, well, it's, it's too hard. But believing says, I don't care about the symptoms. I only care about what God has said. And then he begins to tell us how to act out what we believe. He tells us here, let's look. Verse five, Moses writes, 
that the law's way of making a person right with God requires obedience to all of its commands. We, we get that. We've, we've gone over that. But faith's way of getting right with God says, don't say. Everybody say, don't say. It's what we're telling ourselves. I think we have to say out loud what we believe. Because if we won't say it out loud, then we, well, I'm, I'm, I'm God's healing me. What? God's healing me. What? Did you say God's healing you? Yeah, God's healing me. I don't believe that. How come you don't believe that? What do you mean I don't believe it? I said it. God. God's healing me. Timid. I, I'm so timid about it. When I, when, I, when I do that, I'm timid. And I don't have, I said this before, I don't have to convince you. I don't have to convince anybody in this room. You don't have to convince me or anybody in this room. We just need to step up to the plate and say what God has said to us and about us. There's so many of us that have an identity crisis. We don't know who we are, and so therefore we don't even know how to push forward. He needs you to believe in yourself. But if we don't believe in ourselves, everybody around you can believe in you. But until you begin to believe in yourself and begin to speak right about yourself and right about your day. I got up at four this morning, went back to bed, but I got up at four this morning and man, just, you know, not feeling 100%, not even feeling 50%, feeling cruddy. And I get up and I, you know, went and got a drink of water and kind of walked around and hacked and coughed a little bit. And, and then I went and I looked myself in the mirror. I looked right in my own eyes. I thought, you are a handsome rascal, even at four in the morning. <laughs> Come on now, calm down. <laughs> but I looked right at myself, because you know what? I am doing my best to say what's true. I'm a handsome rascal. <laughs> That's true. But to say, I am the healed of the Lord. I am the healed of the Lord. By the stripes of Jesus, I am healed. I am whole. Not, not I will be. I am. This is who I am, and this is what's going on in my life. Sickness is a lying symptom. It comes in, and it's like, you know what? I won't be sick tomorrow or the next day. Well, but you're sick today. No, I am healed by the stripes. Oh, you're lying. No, I'm not. Because I'm looking at who God says I am. Some of you need to begin to tell yourself that you are smart and you are capable. But you got to tell yourself. you got to speak. People are telling us all the time. That we are not who God says we are. It's not who you are. Well, you know what? Hold on. I'm going to turn the channel then. Well, I'm going to turn it off. I'm going to have to tell myself. The law's way of making a person right with God requires obedience to all of its commands. But faith's way of getting right with God says, don't say in your heart who will go to heaven. In other words, it's, it's going to take somebody to go to heaven uh, to bring Christ down to the earth. And don't say who will go down to the place of the dead and bring Christ up? In fact, in other words, it's like, well, things will be better if somebody will go and do this. If some, it's, it's out there. It's always out there. It's somewhere out there. As soon as that out there shows up, as soon as I get to that conference, to that place, as soon as I get to that age, as soon as I get to that financial status, things are going to change. No, it's not. It doesn't change because of a physical place. He says, the very message... Is very close at hand. It's on your lips and in your heart. It's on your lips and in your heart. And unfortunately, what's on our lips is the wrong thing sometimes. Oh, I have a dear, amazing person that I love so much. And I spend time with them. And in the course of spending a bit of time 
They'll say, oh, I'm just so, I'm just, I'm, I'm losing my mind. I'm just crazy. Oh, it's just, I'm just so stupid. And I say, don't say that. I get so irritated with them because it's framing their world. This is what God tells us through Paul. And he says, faith, the message is, is very close at hand. It's really close. It's not out there. It's not in Phoenix. It's not over there. It's, it's in your mouth and in your heart. It's in your lips, on your lips and in your heart. And that is the message. Uh, that message is the very message about faith that we preach. If you openly declare, say with your mouth, is what I think what the other translation says. If you openly declare with your mouth that, that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart, he's talking about salvation. Well, this doesn't apply to healing. Salvation. Sozo, that word means salvation. It means healing. It means deliverance. It means peace. It means breaking chains and shackles that hold us bondage. Same word. Same word. And so we look at this and we go, oh, this is just talking about praying the sinner's prayer. It's definitely talking about that. But it's talking about how we live life. If this is how we get saved, how do we live the life that God's called us to live? The same way. The same exact way. If you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. It's in your mouth. It's in your heart. It's in your mouth. It's in your heart concerning salvation, how to get saved. He says, for it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God. And it is openly declaring your faith. Openly declaring your faith. To who? To God. God, I believe you. I believe that you're a, sa you're a savior. I believe that you're a deliverer. It's telling the devil. You are, have, have given me the last day of grief. I'm never going to believe another word you say. How do you know it's the devil speaking? It goes opposite the word of God. It tells you that you're sick and you can't get well. It tells you that it's hopeless and there's no hope ahead. That's how you know it's the devil. Well, I don't know if I believe in the devil. He's already got you deceived to not believe that he's there. The Bible talks about the devil comes immediately to steal the word, the seed, the truth of what God says. I'm going to do my best to try to help us to get a little bit of a handle on this because the way you speak about your marriage and your children and your finances and your life and your future and your hopes and your dreams are more important and more powerful than what anybody else says. You can have people saying, you'll never make it. You can have in-laws and outlaws and people around you saying, your marriage is doomed. You can have people telling you, you know what that job you're working? Yeah, you're never going to work it out. They're going to get rid of you. you can, but you know something? It's what you say that matters because I believe that God's given us the power of life and death right here. And we speak it. But it's not other people saying that. I pray for this church every single day Things will come to my mind. I'll remember the prayer, the, the, the cards that come. And even if I'm not in the office, I've looked at them and I remember them. And I pray, oh God. And I just pray. And I don't, maybe don't remember, remember all the details, but I do remember enough details. And God knows every detail. I pray the word. God, you are, they are the healed of the Lord. God, you have closed that door. You are you're restoring that. That changes a whole lot. That changes a whole lot of our meandering through, what do I pray, what do I pray? Pray the word. Pray, speak the word. Speak the word. God is opening those doors. He's closing doors that need to be closed and opening doors that need to be opened. Let me go verse 10. For it is uh, by opening, openly declaring your faith that you are saved. 
As the scripture tells us, anyone who trusts, that word is believes. Same word. Anyone who trusts in him, believes in him, will never be disgraced. Now, this morning, you know, I'm not going to get through. I'm going to probably just pick this up again next week uh, because I can't get through all this. And I don't want to just cram a bunch of verses in. I want us to think about the simple thing. How do I operate in belief? It's right here. It's right here. It's with your mouth and you get it in your heart. I heard a guy say one time, people becoming pathological liars. And he says, a pathological liar will tell you a lie. And they'll tell it again. And they'll tell it again. And they'll tell it again. You've known people that say things and it's like, what? That didn't, oh no, it did happen. God loves them. But what they're doing is they're operating in this, that they say it to the point till they begin to believe it. They can tell you what color it was. They can tell you what it smelled like. You know why? Because we have the power inside of us to speak the world we live in. That's what God says in, in Hebrews 11. He says that God framed the world through the words that he spoke, and we are made in his image. Oh, no, we're just subject to everything that comes along. Not me and not you. We're not just subject to what happens. We have the power to frame our marriage, to frame our, children, our relationship with our children, to frame our finances. And this, look, it's not just about saying it, and then we got to follow it up with actions. But you see, some of us are putting a lot of actions into things because we want them to be better, but our mouth is kicking the two-by-fours right out from under us because we can't build without speaking where we want to go. Speaking what we want to see. That's what Pastor Messi used to tell me all the time. He'd pull me in, close the door, say, Tom, you need to speak where you want to go. Why was he telling me that? Because I wasn't doing it. Because I wasn't doing it. I'm telling you today, you've got to speak where you want to go. You've got to say what it is you're believing God to see in your life. Hey, how many of us believe that it's God's will that some people be sick? Nobody. Hope nobody believes that. It's God's will that every person would walk in health, but some people choose or they allow. I wouldn't say they choose. They, they, don't, they unknowingly choose. And here's the thing. There's some people that, and, and listen, I'm not saying if you're sick, you're a sinner. I'm not saying if you're struggling physically, you're a sinner. I'm just saying that, that I believe that we, 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 we frame our world. I know people who have died, and I remember Pastor Messer telling me this. They died with more faith Woodson Mims. Remember Woodson Mims? He was the chaplain out at the hospital years ago. And Pastor Messer had a really great relationship with him. And he said that he would go out there and, and Woodson, uh, he had a heart issue. And he believed and he prayed and he trusted the Lord and, and he stayed the course. And, you know, he was an older gentleman. And one day the Lord took him. But as he was laying there on, on, in the hospital, and just before he passed away, he took his fingers, and then when they came in, they, and he did this for victory. You know why? Because whether he, whether he was sick, fighting sickness, or whether he was fighting disease, or whatever, you know what? He was saying the right thing. Oh, but, but, but what if it doesn't change? We still don't stop talking faith and believing God. I believe God. To the day that I go to be with him. But, but, but is it doesn't mean that we won't have challenges and problems. I'll give you one verse, and I don't even think I put it on the list. But it's Hebrews 11, verse 6. It says, without faith, it's impossible to get healed. Nope. 
It's impossible for things to get better. I mean, I'm sure that's true. It's impossible to please God. So when circumstances are not doing well, you know the one thing I want? I want to please God. I want to be speaking life and speaking hope and speaking up and speaking encouraging. Let me tell you right now. Circumstances, this is not heaven. This is not heaven. There is a devil and he hates your everything. (laughs) He hates your family. He hates your finances. He hates your marriage. He hates your faith. God's put him under our feet. Why do we keep stepping off of him? The way we keep him under our feet is by speaking what God's word says. And if I'm down, well, I know I'm